0: Hi friends. Hello. Hello. You're listening to I'm sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello. Hello. And welcome back to I'm sorry with the podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I'm so sorry for the lateness of this podcast. And I started recording this um, like minutes ago and I went into the whole like why it's late thing and my power being out. But honestly, like the whole time I felt like I couldn't tell that story because I just have to tell this story first. I think this is like what's majorly going on in my life. It feels weird. You know, I think when things happen to me, one of the first things I think about is like, how am I going to tell the story on the podcast, which I know like Might be weird to people, but for me, it's just so um, I don't know. It's a part of the process for me. It's like if something happens in my world, it doesn't feel like it's totally real until I tell you all on the podcast. So um, I unfortunately, a week ago today, it's Thursday, was laid off from my uh, big girl corporate job. And I know I don't talk much about, you know. That job on the podcast. I like really wanted to keep them separate, but I feel like if you follow me on Instagram, you know, you'll know that I worked for a chocolate company and I've worked there for almost four years. I was like a couple weeks away from my four year anniversary and basically, you know, totally shocking, like totally out of the blue. Luckily, not a performance based, you know, they were really kind about telling me that that wasn't performance based. And I definitely believe that maybe that's just me being cocky, but genuinely think it was just, you know, exactly what they said. It was a um, you know, they were restructuring the department. And so unfortunately, my position was eliminated. And that in turn meant that I was eliminated. And this is my first time ever getting laid off. And um, what what a journey. And I want to say this, I want to talk about how I'm feeling, how I'm handling this, but I think it's so important for me to say up front that everybody handles everything differently. And I'm going to tell you about my feelings and my emotions. But if you are going through the same thing, like I don't want you to feel bad if you don't feel as positive as I do or if you're like you're feeling positive and you're like this bitch is sad as fuck. Like I think one of the things I learned over the years and I know I've kind of like offhand told the story, but like. And this is no shade to anybody involved, but, but you know, I just have to say this because it relates to this to me. Whatever. I don't need you guys. Listen, <laughs> I love when I come through and I have to justify my justifications and you guys are like, hey, actually, guess what? Like we choose to listen to your podcast. So we're like, we're on your side. You're good. I just I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But basically, like when I got sick and I know I talked about this and um, I think my 30th episode or something like that. When I got sick, there was another person in my life who was also sick and they had been sick for a lot longer than me. And, you know, they had created this really awesome platform for themselves or they were really positive about it and all this stuff. And so when I got sick, it was always like, look at this person, look how they're handling it. Like you can you can be like this and blah, blah, blah. And it forced me into a place where I felt like I needed to be an inspiration or be like, you know, happy about it or already be at a healed place when I wasn't ready to be healed and it's nothing to the people who recommended this it's nothing on that person it's just that like I felt all this pressure to react the way that somebody else was reacting and I just you know I learned later on in life that you know I still had this anger inside of me because I never addressed it I never let myself be like I'm so fucking pissed that I got sick and I just tried to, I was like, nope, I'm going to positive my way out of this shit. And like toxic positivity is a real fucking thing. Like, and I am a very, I pride myself on being a positive person. I love that about myself, but I also can be real and be like, hey, this fucking sucked. Like I was 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. I, you know, was working really hard at being an athlete and all of a sudden I got fucking sick and I had perfect attendance. I'll never not be mad about that. I had perfect attendance. I lost my perfect attendance. I had to miss school. You know, I like was hella puffy, gained all this weight, which when, you know, I was already very insecure about my weight when you're fucking 15, 16 years old gaining any weight. It's like a nightmare. Um, you know, I was I, I wasn't ready to be positive. Now I look back now. I'm like, you know what? Uh, yeah, does it suck that I'm sick and do I hate that, you know, I had to clog my fucking toilet the other day because I pooped so much and, and the otter had to unclog it? Yes. But you know what? Did that make for a great story? Absolutely. So low key worth it. But overall, I feel like the things that I've experienced because I'm sick and the hardships, they suck, but they really shaped me into who I am. And I'm and I'm grateful that I had this experience in my life and I'm Grateful to myself to getting through it because that's bad bitch mentality right there So all that is to say that like it took me my time to get through it. So Getting laid off My overall feelings on it being a hundred percent honest. I think it's gonna be a good thing I I don't know what it is, but When I found out I mean immediately when I found out let me just say I was so fucking dramatic Un unintentionally dramatic okay so basically I felt really bad you know my my boss had to tell me and I did the whole like <gasps> like pageant like pageant queen like like hands to the face like shocked and of course I've got my cute orange nails on and I was just like I don't think my hands like left my face for the whole like I was so shocked and I'm sure that like People who have also been laid off would probably feel the same way. Like, it's so unexpected because it's not like I, I wasn't getting fired, you know, so it wasn't like a performance based thing. I, I mean, trust me, I would have been fucking shocked if I was fired, too. But then I would be like, OK, like I'd never been written up like, you know what I mean? So I was just like, what? And then, you know, um, HR came on and, it you know, told me all the facts and I'm just still like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'm so shocked. And then, you know, I was sobbing. Listen, your bitch cries. Like, I am a crier. I am, that this is who I am. So I cried. I called my dad. I was still crying. Of course, my dad is like, hey, did you just did did you sign your lease on your place? Because like my lease is up um, because what this original podcast was going to be about was all about how this is like one year of me living in Campbell. But you know what? I think we're going to save that journey for next week. For now, we're going to, you know, I'm going to talk you through this journey I'm on right now. So anyways, I was like, yeah, I literally signed it like this week. Like I think I had signed it like the day before. And I was like, it's happening. Like I'm locked into a lease I mean, I don't trust me. I don't want to move. And I've I've signed up for unemployment and like cover California. I've done all these things. So like, we're good. We're going to stay here. We're going to fucking figure it out. It's going to be fine. But anyways, uh, you know, I was crying and then I called I called the otter. And, you know, it was just one of those instinctual moves. But we haven't quite cr- cr- crossed the boundary of like a crying Ashley phone call yet. And I feel like once you once you find yourself In cry Ashley mode, like once you've heard it, like you're locked in for life. Like you're like now you're getting crying phone calls all the time. So um, that happened. But in the course of my conversation with him, I really kind of like stopped crying and really was like, hey, you know, I think this is going to be okay. Like I had I think where I went was an athlete mentality. And I know this is like so fucking annoying because you're like, you're retired, get over it. But hear me out. When I was growing up and playing sports, like I played for losing teams all the time. Like I played for losing teams my, my whole entire sports career. I remember playing on like three teams that made it to championships. One being when I was like very young and the team was called the Ferocious Frogs and Bad Bitches Express, like love that. And then my senior year of college, we went to championships um, and we, I think the year before had like, or a couple years before, maybe qualified or something. Either way, it's been a few times. And what I've learned from that is that even if you're not getting the results that you desire, it doesn't mean you stop doing the work. You know what I mean? Like we kept losing, but that did not mean that we kept, we stopped practicing and I think when I was looking at this job, you know, losing my job, I was like, OK, well, I left it all on the field. I tried my hardest. I worked really hard and I, you know, I I ended up not making the team. I ended up losing like and now what I what I can do is, you know, I, I could be bitter about that. I could be angry, which are all very valid. And trust me, I have moments still where I'm like, oh, how dare they? You know, and I'll get into that <laughs> next. But my overall mindset has been, you know, that uh, I, I tried really hard. I left it all on the field and I didn't make the team or my team didn't make it to championships. Unfortunately, we're cut. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to keep training. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep pushing myself to be better. And then I will eventually get on a new team and maybe I will make it to championships and or I won't. And then I do it again. Like and I know that's, you know, like I said, even even if you're not weren't an athlete, I feel like you could probably relate. But, you know, you, my whole life I've been told when playing a game, leave it all on the field. And then that, you know, loosely translates, you know, into Just do your best, put everything you have into it, and then walk away. And I feel like that's kind of the same approach I started to have with work. I'm like, I'm going to come to work. I'm going to do my job. And the two things that were so important to me when it came to work was that I wanted to I wanted to work my hardest and do work that I was proud of. And I wanted to build strong connections. And I feel that those two things I accomplished and it is absolutely devastating to have to, you know, walk away from that, especially not it not being my choice. But I really do feel like something better is coming. And I know I'm like one of those fucking bitches and people hate this. The everything happens for a reasoning, bitches. We're not well liked by everybody. And I respect that because it's really fucking annoying. But genuinely, like this is where I'm at on my journey. Like I just feel like something better is going to come. That being said, let me tell you the one thing I'm most annoyed about. OK. And this isn't going to surprise anybody, but I'm Because, you know, she's got a little bit of narcissism in her. But when somebody quits at my job, everybody gets on a Zoom call and they like talk about all these nice things about them. And then you just get to sit there and hear nice things about yourself and people cry. I've cried on several of these like meetings when we say goodbye to people. And because I didn't quit, because I got let go, like I didn't get one of those meetings and I'm fucking pissed about it. I want to sit on a Zoom call and make everybody say nice things about me. And I was robbed. But I will say this. I had a lot of coworkers call me. It was super sweet. I'm so grateful. And the other thing, of course, that I did, because of course. So it happened really quickly where, like, basically, I got laid off. My computer was getting shut down. And so my email I had to send everyone was, like, really quick. So I don't want anyone to think I, like, ghosted them, you know, and I don't have everybody's number. So, you know, I wrote this email. And at the very end, I was like, PS, if you start to miss me, please feel free to listen to the podcast. And then I added my Instagram handle in there. And it's like, listen, you got to take your opportunities where you have them. You know what I mean? Never miss an opportunity to self-promote. So that's where I was. I was like, me on my email to say goodbye to everybody was also like, hey, listen to the podcast, but also like, listen to the podcast because like, this is what's this is what's holding me together right now. And the the, the other part I want to talk about, about how I've been looking at this. So, you know, from the sports mindset, a little bit more inspirational. Now, on the other half, on other moments, I'm looking at it like a breakup, which we know from... Listening to the podcast, if you're a loyal listener, we've gone through two of these breakups together. And I feel like my mindset has really shifted when it comes to a breakup. I think, you know, I I, actually with both, I think they, I just improved both times. Like, I'm not, obviously, we all know I didn't hit, like, it wasn't easy. Like, we're not gonna sit here and act like I got over Jimmy and over Scotland, like, in a matter of minutes. But the way I was looking at it was like, you know what? I had a little bit of like their loss. And this is my moment to look for what I want and really go find somebody who's going to, you know, be everything that I dreamed of, you know, right? Like that, like when you go through a breakup, you're like, all right. One of my favorite things about going through a breakup is the bitch you become after. The bitch you become after a breakup is like untouchable, un-fucking-touchable. She's like, I'm working on me. I'm doing my shit. They're lost. Let's go. And similarly, when you're laid off from a job, it's kind of like, you know, I listen, I wish nothing but the best for my company. However, I can't just sit here and not give myself the moment to be like, they're lost. I worked so hard, you know? And then to be like, you know, obviously this wasn't the right fit for me. Obviously this wasn't my person. This wasn't my soulmate. This wasn't like this, and so You know, now I get the chance to work on myself and fucking relax for a minute. I think what was interesting was when I was talking to people. So this happened on Thursday. So as I was telling people that this was happening, I'm like, you know, I've got a really good mindset going into it. I'm going to make sure like I stay on my schedule. I wake up at the same time. And that, listen, that is still the plan. Did it happen this week, though? No, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it fucking real. Monday, I did wake up early, and my power was out when I started to like try to go on LinkedIn. My internet wasn't working, so I was like, "All right, whatever." And then Tuesday, my power was out all day. And then Wednesday, I was like, "I'm fucking tired." Like I just, I had to stay up late, I had to be out in the world, and I just wanted to lay down. And I didn't do much. And then today. I, you know, slept in a little bit later and I went for hot girl walk and I talked to I had caught up with a couple people on the phone and then, you know, now I'm recording the podcast and it's like I didn't have to jump right in like I it, it, the moments that I've been having of sadness and depression is kind of feeling like oh, my God, I have no purpose. I have nothing to do. And like now I did nothing. Like what a lazy fucking, you know, potato. Like you like, hello, girl, you were already poor and now you're running out of money. What the fuck are you doing? Just sitting on the couch. But it's also like, hey, why don't we take a step back? okay, And think about all the shit (laughs) that you have been through. I mean, of course, over the course of your life. But like, let's relax at this moment and take like the last six months at least you know if not last year to now like there has been so much shit and y'all know you listen to podcast. you're like hell yeah which listen we love the content but like it's been like all of this stuff you know that's happened and the time off that I've had for work has either been for me to be in the hospital for me to be sick or for me to be at a bachelorette. And listen, I'm not complaining, but it's like none of those things are very relaxing. Like even like the times where you're sick, when I would call in sick to work, I would feel so fucking guilty the whole time that it was very hard. I found it very hard for myself to relax. And now I'm like, listen, you're not there's no one you're letting down right now by taking a fucking nap. So just take it. And I, I think that the first you know, week at least for me is like, I don't need to be this mean to myself. I will need to be hard on myself in the next couple of weeks because like if I slump too much into, oh, just relax mode, then I will not do shit. And like that also isn't helpful. I don't want to fall into the depression that I had the last time I was unemployed. You know, I want to make sure I stay on top of doing things and, you know, having high energy and things like that. But, you know, this was an opportunity for me to really process. And I think that. You know layoffs are so common these days. Like I made a joke um, with my doctor because she, I had to go tell her that I got laid off, and she was like, "Oh, so you work in tech?" And I was like, "Actually, I don't, but I did move to the Silicon Valley, and that's on me. Like, you know that that that's on me. I moved to the Silicon Valley, and now I have to deal with said consequences for joining the Silicon Valley world. Is I got to get laid off too, you know? Um, but you know, overall, I think because it happens to so many people. It kind of gets like normalized in a way, which is which is good as far as like emotions and feeling supported. And like I talk to a bunch of people who have, have also been through the same thing and, you know, layoffs and all that stuff. But it on the other hand, it kind of is like, well, you got laid off like so does everybody. And then that kind of mentality is almost like, yeah, why are you sad about it? Like this is a thing like just move on. It's like, no, like it's a total slap in the face it's a total fucking ego blow it's totally painful it's a you uproot your whole life basically you know like your life is rooted in the schedule around your job like every day I knew that at 7 30 I was going to be on my computer and meetings were going to start at nine and I was probably going to have meetings until like three and then I was going to do a bunch of my rest of my work like you know it was I had this schedule of what I was doing constantly and now it's like No, you now have to figure that shit out. So like it is really hard. And it's also, like I said, about becoming the bitch after the breakup. Like this is the moment. And this is what I was telling Andrew. I was like, this is kind of the test of everything that we've been working on. Like, this is the test. I have to bet on me now. Nobody else is going to get me through this besides me. Like, I have to apply. Like, I have to do this. And that being said, the reason that I know I can do this is because not only of who I have become, but because of this fucking support system I have. I, I feel incredibly blessed for just who I have around me. You know, I mean, like I found out I had drinks with, um, you know, drinks, with the co-workers. I, you know, uh, friends, of the podcast, Jenna and Gabby came over, brought me oh, the cookies, you know, the cookies, like the sugar ones. And they like are soft and they like change them per season. Oh, my God. I know you know what I'm talking about, but these cookies are fucking good. I love them. Cookies and wine. And we hung out. I've gotten several calls and text messages and, you know, just uh incredible support even when like I, you know, couldn't fully like articulate what I needed. It was nice to have people around. And, you know, on on Saturday, like Friday night, I started to get really like depressed. And I was like, oh fuck, I need something to do this weekend. I can't have a weekend at home. So I called up my cousin and cousin Danielle, friend of the podcast, and I was like, I'm fucking sad as hell. Like can we do something tomorrow? So me and her and um, her friend Mo and also a friend of the podcast. And then they brought another friend who I just met. And we all had like we all had a glass of wine, had some drinks. It was so nice to just get out and be outside and feel good. And, you know, I will talk about it in the dating segment. But like the otter came over. He's been so incredibly supportive. I feel like I could give like an Oscar speech, you know, about all the people who have like texted and just called and just been there for me and offered all sorts of things like help with the unemployment you know um, resume stuff and I just feel I don't know I just feel like I got really incredibly lucky with this insane amazing support system who has had to see me through all of these things and obviously my parents I don't want to like Hello. Hi. Don't forget about them, you know, um, and my family and everything. And and I'm I, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful that I have people to text when shit goes down. I'm grateful that people call and check in on me. And I, I just I don't know. I just I got really lucky. And I think, you know, one of my favorite things to reflect on right now, and no one's going to be surprised on this because, you know, I love a good reflection, is that I think about the person that I was when I walked in to this job And the person that i am walking out of it and like they're two completely different people not just that i was blonde and now i'm a low-key redhead but the confidence that i didn't have you know the anger that i felt i was such an angry person when i started this job and i was so unhappy And I was such a shell. I mean, I've always been very positive and I've always had golden retriever energy and I've always been there for my friends and all that stuff. But like there was just this heavy sadness in me. And it was like a big combination of figuring out who I was after radio. Um, I was dating Jimmy at the time, like, you know, all these things. I was so unhappy and, and I grew up so much in my time at, at this job. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful, especially to, you know, my my former boss. Uh, and, you know, she really took me in and, you know, helped me grow and took me from, you know, a a uh, radio girly to a corporate girly. And, you know, I, I'm really grateful. I grew so much. And so overall, like, you know, I, I just feel really good about it. I feel stressed about having to apply for jobs now. Um, you know, that part is everyone always says like, oh, that shit's the worst. And like, we know. But overall, I just think that this is going to be something really good. And I'm excited for the next couple chapters. I'm excited for things coming up in the podcast world. Um, you know, I think that uh, it's going to be really great. And thank you all for joining me on such a journey. And uh, yeah, I, I just love you all so much. And I, you know, like I said, it was going to be one of those things where I felt like I needed to tell you all. Also, I got to tell you, I got to be honest, Um, I need to shut the fuck up about March. I feel like, luckily, so far, the Otter and I are still together, but I've made this joke about March being the scary month for me, because it was when I, you know, um, debuted, it was like when I moved out from Jimmy, like we were finally done, and then Scotland and I broke up in March, and so I've been like very nervous about the Otter and I in March, and I always make this joke, it's like, it's women's month, like why does this keep happening to me? Well, I'm very grateful that the Otter and I are, are still going strong at this moment, but also instead i lost my job. so here's the deal i am i am obviously putting out some type of energy in march so we're going to we're going to back that shit up and we're going to we're going to anti manifest march, okay? or we're going to positively manifest march. i'm telling you march 2024 is going to be my month. i'm i'm determined. i don't know. but anyways, uh yeah, just want to say thank you for listening about all this shit and um yeah, on to, the, on to the next bigger and better things for Ashley Sleek. Hi, friends. I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley, and I absolutely love doing it, and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me so please submit your questions you can do it anonymously on my instagram at ashley sleek ashley with two e's of course click the link in my bio and there's a google form i promise you it is anonymous because listen maybe i try distinctly see if i can see who submitted questions i cannot so please 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 submit there or if you don't care about being anonymous you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. i am so excited to hear your questions and i love you so much okay bye All right, let's get into a little bit of an Ask Ashley. So uh, I got this one. Hi, girl. I'm so grateful that you used my question about the sports breakdown a few weeks ago. I'm so glad you submitted that question. It was really fun. I love keeping up to date with your TikToks and podcasts. So with this being said, are you and the Otter fully dating as boyfriend and girlfriend? As I was confused with this week's podcast when you said that you are dating but will reevaluate in a month. Does that in theory mean that the roster for both of you could still be active, which I love, Or what, as I know, you said you stopped looking. Last thing, I love the the detail that you go into when you talk about guys in general and your dating experiences. Your loyal listeners haven't heard the deets about the otter, if you know what I mean. Love the podcast, and you are killing a girl. Can't wait for next Wednesday. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much. First of all, I have to say that... um, I need to know if you are getting engaged soon because I feel very invested in your relationship. Because this is the person that said that her boyfriend listens to the podcast, and I said, marry that man. Um, so, <laughs> thank you so much. Let me explain the Otter situation. I told him, I was like, I got a question about this. I think you should come on with me and answer it. And he's like, What if our answers are different? And I was like, How would they be different? And I was like, All right, well, let's discuss it right now. Like, you know, um, so we are on the same page. We are not boyfriend and girlfriend. The roster is still open for both of us. So um, basically what happened was when we talked, uh, I was like, do you want to talk about exclusivity? You know, I don't think we're ready for boyfriend and girlfriend. And he's like, I think that I'm not ready for that yet. And I was like, listen, this might have been a cocky answer, but hear me out. I told him, I said, look, you can go date, if, if you are not feeling ready to commit right now, that's okay. We had only, I kind of forget, I feel like the Otter and I have been together for a long time, and we have not. It's been three months. So I was like, and at this point, it was even earlier than that. So I was like, you know, if you're not ready, I don't want to push you into something that you're not ready for. So you go, you feel free to go out and date, and I, and because I have learned over the course of my relationships that I am no longer interested in convincing somebody to like me. I am not going to fight for somebody who doesn't want me. So if you think there's someone better out there or you like, go find them. And if it's not, if you find someone that you like more than me, then be with them. I'm no one's second best. I'm no one's second option. I'm no one's third, fourth or fifth. I am confident that I think that you won't. And I said this because I'm a bitch. I was like, I don't think you will find anyone better. I genuinely do think that we are. are I think that we're going to work. But like, do you? And I was like, also, pretty unthreatened by the fact that you have a very busy schedule and um, whatever. So if you're not ready for it right now. But I said, I'm not interested in waiting around forever. So I think that we should take. He's like, well, how long do you think? And I was like, I think that we should just take the month of us talking every day and seeing each other once a week and evaluate and be like, are we happy? And I said, but then I think the exclusivity and the boyfriend-girlfriend conversation need to come together because I was like, at that point, if we're waiting a month and we're seeing each other all the time, like, what's like, what's the point? If we're going to be exclusive, then we might as well have the title. So that was that conversation, if that makes sense. So we um, <laughs> so, yes, we are we are evaluating so far. Um, I I don't think he's dating anyone else. For For me, there was a moment where I was like, OK, do I like go date other people? But it was kind of the same thing where I was like, I don't want to. And that's OK. I It's nice t- for me to have the ability to. And I think if I really wanted to, I would. But like, I like this guy. And I think that we're going to be I think we're going to work. I think we're going to be fine. And I'm like, I, I don't really want to date anybody else. I don't think I would be into it. And I also think it's not worth me wasting some other dude's time because I don't know, in my mind, like I'm in it. So uh, yeah, he's free to date whoever he wants. And if you find someone better, then go be with her. But like, good luck, you know. So we're approaching the time where we're supposed to be reevaluating, But due to the fact that I got laid off, I'm kind of not really in the mood. So we'll see. <laughs> and also, you know, he has been the best, most supportive person I, I could have imagined during this time and obviously other things. And I don't know. We talk a lot. Like the communication is so good I think this is what I've been like waiting for you know like not to shit on anybody else this is just strictly talking about him and I we talk about everything sometimes we talk too much about things and I'm like I know everything you know and I'm very grateful for that and you know at every turn we've discussed this already we make jokes about oh if we make it through March like maybe this and we've talked about you know I, I from what I've heard from him, he hasn't been dating other people, but, you know, um, he can. Uh, but we both talk about how just happy we are with each other and how we actually think that this is going to work. And so, um, yeah, I feel really good about it. Uh, the second half, um, I do know what you mean. And, uh, you know, things are good. Things are good in your in your winky face um, um, world. And let me just say that things are going well that and like well like great you know so don't you worry about it but I do think that there's just some things I'm learning to keep To myself and off the podcast so um I am going to keep our winky face life for now off the podcast until I inevitably do something that's so embarrassing that I have to share it with you all but I will just say that it is going really well and um yeah thank you so much for being so invested especially because I told him that this would happen and he was like I'm like people care what's going on between us like the listeners want to know He's like, really? And I'm like, look, I got a question about it. And um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's 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 really great. And and overall, you know, um, now I, it transitions me nicely into talking about, um, you know, our little date together and um, Basically, he like what's nice is, as you know, that he as I've said, that he works in the restaurant industry. So his days off are like not the weekends. And so when I got laid off, I was like, oh, my God, now we're going to have the same days off. He's like, yeah, every day for you. And I was like, yeah, we can go on dates because he's been talking about taking me to Napa on a date. But we were trying to figure out like a day to do it. And um, now I'm like, okay. So he came over on Monday And we did a hot girl walk to downtown Campbell and we had lunch and then we like popped into a bunch of little stores and then we walked back and he was like, I'm really tired. Like, do you mind if I nap? And so I was like, yeah. So he napped and then I um, had a series of fun phone calls. Um, Friends of the podcast, Kim, George and Daniella called me. I had a call with Andrew. So uh, then, you know, I woke him up from a nap and then we went and played mini golf And he was like, I can tell it's important to you that I am competitive in this moment. And I was like, yes, like I am competitive by nature. I'm ready to like shit talk and kick your ass. And we were both like wildly good at mini golf. Like what a game normally should have taken a long time. And I recognize that this game is for children. So maybe that's why it should take a long time. But it like really didn't. We were getting like twos and threes at each hole. There was a couple ones that were struggling. And um, I, end, I ended up beating him by um, only like four. So it was fine. But it was really, really fun. And I, I fucking love mini golf. He was like, you're strangely good at mini golf. And I said, you have to understand something about me. I grew up with the goddamn Mormons. Like I was my best friends in high school were Mormons. So we were not partying on Friday nights. We're not getting drunk and reckless. We were doing shit like this. The amount of times I went mini golfing in high school, wild. Like we would do, you know, the indoor glow in the dark mini golf course, boomers, like all sorts of shit. Like I, when you grow up with the Mormons, you do Mormon things. And I feel like mini golf is top of that list. You know, it was a lot of that, a lot of playing horse. So I am very grateful for my uh, my Mormon upbringing uh, with along with my friends so that I didn't do, you know, crazy drunk shit because smashly in high school sounds awful. And that now at the age of 30, I'm still pretty good at mini golf. So then uh, I we both always struggle with choosing where to eat. And I was like, let's make this interesting. So the loser has to choose where we go for dinner. So then uh, he lost. So he was like, let's go to the Mountain mics across the street. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, all right. You don't want to go there. I was like, listen, we're just in. We, we Listen, you're here. We're in Campbell. Like, I'd rather us go somewhere like cute and vibey. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of have in my head that I want to go to a brewery. But I was like, you know, now that you are paying for everything, he was already paying for everything, but he's like, really stop trying to pay for shit. You have no money. And I'm like, facts. So I was like, I don't want to like pick something. And, you know, he's like, well, why don't we go to the pizza place in downtown Campbell? Because, you know, we were going to go there for lunch and we didn't and it's got beer and it's vibey. And I was like, it is so vibey. So I went to Blue Line Pizza in downtown Campbell. Shout out. Uh It was delish. And then we had some beers. And across the street it was when we were walking, we found this like game store up there. So the Otter is a nerd. And I love that about him. So we went to this game store to look around. And then downstairs, there's an arcade bar. And it's open every night. And I'm like, pretty much everything was kind of closed in Campbell on Monday in downtown. And so I wasn't expecting it to be open, but it was. And we went over there and let me tell you, the nerds will party on a Monday like it was popping in there. And so we played a bunch of games and I kept winning. And listen, if you know me, like I might I will claim to be good at mini golf when it comes to video or arcade games, like I'm out of my realm. But I won Mario Kart like three times and I never won the racing games. But I did. I don't think I ever realized that you could throw things at each other. So that was really fun. And then we played a Jurassic Park game where we we're like shooting dinosaurs. And then we played Pac-Man. And I, I I do know that I'm kind of good at Pac-Man. And um then when we started to play like the other games I started to lose and then I started to lose interest not because I was losing I swear but I was like i'm I didn't nap and I'm tired and even though I have nothing to do the next day I was like I'm exhausted so then we came back um oh we had cookies there was a cookie place next door and he's starting to know me a little too well which is annoying he was like I'm like oh there's ice cream he's like hey like do you want to have the ice cream I feel like ice cream makes you sick and he told me, later on that he was like, yeah, since we've been dating, I've been like taking note in my head of like what you say you eat and then when you get really sick so we can try to avoid. And he's like, I feel like dairy is is a big trigger for you. And I'm like, nobody asked you. No one asked you. Listen, I don't want to know. OK, I listen. You mean tell me a lactose intolerant person who's not out there eating dairy. OK, uh, leave me alone. Is he wrong? No, of course he's not wrong. But was it was an annoying kind of. And then, of course, anyways, in the middle of the night, I got sick and had to get up and have diarrhea and throw up. So, you know, I think that was from the ranch dressing, though, because like ranch dressing kind of set me off. That ranch dressing was so fucking good. I would do it again. I would do the pizza and the ranch in a heartbeat. You know, it was very delicious. So anyways, uh ended up being just like the perfect date day. Like it was so fun. We came home, we watched New Girl and it was just so fun. And I just was like. I was so grateful because I was worried about Monday. Monday was always a big fear for me. I was like, you know, when you get laid off on a Thursday, it's kind of like you have an extended like Fridays are kind of a wash, you know, and then it's the weekend. But I was like Monday when I wake up and I don't have a job to do, I think I'm going to take that really hard. And so him coming and have, spending the day with me was just really sweet and and made me feel like I had something to look forward to and you know for a guy that's just like kind of recently come into my life I just feel so grateful that I had that support and that he was so there for me like it was really it was really sweet and I I, I don't know you guys I feel like I'm just really happy and it's nice and Um, yeah, like I can't obviously predict the future. Like we said, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. We're not exclusive right now, but I just can't help but be so grateful for, you know, everything else. And, uh, yeah, we, then we talked on the phone for like literally four hours and 45 minutes yesterday. We've broken a record. I thought three hours for us was impressive, but yeah, we smashed that record. Um, and yeah, I just never get bored. Like it's just really fun and I am excited to see where it goes and so you know this is to all my my bitches out there in the dating world because I know it's hard um don't give up um I'm gonna keep saying that because you know this was a bumble guy and uh I know how hard it is and I'm not saying like I did it so you should do it but I'm just saying that like I know it's fucking hard but you're gonna meet people who are gonna make it worth it. Even I met Scotland on Bumble, and I still, you know, even though you know we we broke up and everything, like that was such a great um, person in my life for me to meet, and I learned a lot, and you know, I'm really grateful for for that, and um, you know, so and even the little ones in between, like Mister Gorgeous, was a damn good story and like worth it, you know. So keep keep trying. I, I know it's so encouraging, and like you know, give yourself breaks, but. Hey, you might, you might find the guy who's going to unclog your toilet. Who knows? (laughs) All right. So we'll wrap it up with the I'm sorry, what moment of the week. And listen, this is a news story, breaking news. I saw this like a couple months ago and I thought it was fake. And then now I've seen it more mainstream. So I believe it to be real. And that is that Sunny D is dropping a hard seltzer. listen. Here's my deal. Here's why this is I'm sorry what for me because I feel like I should get a cut. I feel like I should get a cut. Young Smashley and her beginning eras, her signature college drink was Sunny D and raspberry vodka. And if you're like that's disgusting, it is. I mean, honestly, I don't remember it being like so bad, but raspberry vodka and Sunny D was my go-to drink. I would have a little chug jug. Um, and I was always decorated with my name on it and it was super cute and I would bring it to parties and I would just chug a lug in my chug jug and, um, (laughs) I don't know what just came out of my mouth, but I'm leaving it. And, uh, yeah. And then I find out that Sunny D's got a hard seltzer and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm sorry, what? Um, I have been doing this since 2011, bitch. So let's go. Also, I know some people are like, not everybody needs a seltzer. I think this one's going to be good, I but I, I'm kind of bummed it's a, a seltzer and not like a vodka soda. Like, it's so good. I'm I'm curious about the bubbliness with the Sunny D, but I have to try this. I have to try this. When I find it, I will try it on the podcast. But listen, us millennials, we're doing shit. Things that were made for us as kids are becoming things for us as adults. It's like what everyone says about the charcuterie boards and the Lunchables that like the reason we like it is because reason we like charcuterie is because we loved Lunchables, which were basically crackers, meat and cheese, which is the same as a charcouche. And so us getting blessed with a a Sunny D hard seltzer, I don't think it's something we should complain about. I think it's something that we should be hashtag blessed for. I'm just saying I'm sorry, what? Because I feel like... College Smashley should get a little bit of wreck for adding sunny delight and alcohol together. And listen, the reason it was so good is cuz sunny D is powerful. So you really couldn't taste the vodka that much. And I feel like when I when I would go for the raspberry vodka, it just added a little something extra. The other reason we started doing raspberry vodka was because Julie and I were also doing um uh what are those called slurpees? Oh, a Slurpee sounds so good. Should I get a Slurpee today? I have nothing to fucking do. I don't have a job. Slurpees are cheap. I might get a Slurpee today. If you see me on the gram with a Slurpee. I, I am going to walk to downtown Campbell again right after this call. And... um just get out and pop around to the shops and bring a book with me and maybe I'll like read down there or something. She's one of those girls now. I'm trying to become one of those those girlies that like is just sitting reading in public and you're like, oh, that girl's so cool. She like sits and like she doesn't need anybody. She's just like enjoying a drink and like reading a book. So mysterious, you know, that's my vibe. And don't take it from me. OK, I don't want to hear it. So anyways, back to the Sunny D Um, or, you know, we used to do the the slushies with the raspberry vodka, and that was fire as well. So 7-Eleven, if you start selling Spike Slurpees, I'd like you to give Julie and I a call because we are experts. Uh, (laughs) And uh, anyways, I just I'm excited to try them. I'm a big fan. I think it's going to be great. I know people are like, we don't need this, but just let us have it. Let millennials be happy, for God's sake. okay? please, we need it. We're getting laid off. We're suffering, so we need that. Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Like I said, it was uh, it was a journey. I guess I never really got to say this, but like my power was out like literally all freaking week. So it was really, you know, kind of hard to... Uh, just just get in the mode to podcast because I, I was dark and I also need the internet. And also I just wanted to, you know, have the energy to do it. I felt like low energy, which I think is super fucking fair considering what I went through. And for anybody going through a layoff or a breakup or any hardship, my, re- my recommendation, my advice is to feel the feelings. Like, I think that the more we try to shut our feelings down and toxic positivity ourselves out of it, I think that they just keep reoccurring. But I've noticed when I let myself feel and I've had little cries like, um, you know, the otter was here when they came and took my laptop and I went in the room and I was like, they took my laptop. He's like, do you need to have a moment? I was like, yep. I had a small whimper cry and, you know, then I was ready to go. And I feel like it's it's so important to just let yourself have those those moments and um, you know, it's gonna be okay. I think that the universe has a way of, of everything kind of working out and getting better. And so I'm excited to keep you all updated on my journey. also, uh now more than ever, please like, subscribe and download the podcast., uh, this is a big moment for the podcast. i I you know, was taking a look at my champagne goals and you know, I have them to like, average 100 downloads a week. Right now I'm at 92, so I'm super close. So if you don't subscribe or download weekly, like please make sure you're doing that. Um and then, you know, another goal is to um, you know, hit an average or hit I think it's 10,000 downloads. Um so I I would really love to have an excuse to pop some champagne and when I was looking at them I'm like, "Hey, you're not going to reach those goals if you don't do the podcast." So get your ass up, bitch, it's time. And uh yeah, if you um, need anything, I'm always here for you. Thank you for listening. I love you all so much. There is going to be more things to come. I'm dropping some teasers uh, in right now, but I think it's going to be a great next couple months. And I love you all so much. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.